Hello, and welcome to another episode of a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. I'm Sean O. Bernie S. Yes, and uh, our air quality here in L.A. is fucking us up, so I can't breathe. So, we got all the fires going on. And yeah, the air quality sucks more than usual. So, what are we drinking? Is it the same beer? I am drinking uh, a 10 barrel brewing apocalypse IPA. Perfect for the wildfire season. Yes, indeed. And I'm drinking slow today, because I can't fucking breathe. So what are we going to talk about today? All right, we had a few things on tap. First of all, Syria and Lebanon, or Lebanon as it's known in Lebanon, in, in, Indiana. in uh, Indiana. Yeah. So the protests going on in Lebanon, uh, you, you, you read much about them? No. Because see, what happened was, like, I, I, I was speaking to somebody today from Jordan, so I had him, he's one of the guys I talked to about the Middle East whenever I get the opportunity. Because he's got a, you know, he lived in the area. He knows more about the politics and stuff. So I guess in 86, or before 86, they were having the Civil War. And they were blowing the shit out of each other. Muslim was fighting uh, Christian. Uh, the the two groups of Muslims were fighting with each other, blowing each other up. I think he had the Palestinians and Israel all thrown in the middle of it all. Iran had Hezbollah there. So it's a fucking mess. So... They have a government there that they set up in 86. And I'd read about it, but he explained a little bit more that they, the, 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 the branches of government are divided. The president always has to be Christian. The uh, other parts of the government are Muslim. And so everybody ends up being very tribal. You know, the, the Shiites back up just the Shia points of view. The Sunnis back up them. The Christians back up their points of view. And nothing gets done. And the people feel now they're being left behind. And what's happening now in Lebanon is uh, everybody is out protesting. And it's happening all over the country. And nobody's holding up their religion. Uh, they're holding up a Lebanese flag. As if they're united against the fact that the government, all the government, has forgotten them. And I thought that was interesting. You know... They, they, they got the change that gave them peace, and all that did was deny the people things. And now the people have united against the government. I wonder if they'll go back at each other's throats once the government changes, or how this will work out. So uh, it's kind of just really kind of interesting how, how it works out over there. Well, reform, reform, I think, is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, when the people rise up, or when, when things are so messed up in any country where the people are out in the streets en masse and millions, hundreds of thousands of people, um, obviously things need to change. I yeah. mean, and, and you see it, like you mentioned, in Lebanon, also in Chile, there's protests going on right now. Um, people in Chicago, the teachers in Chicago were protesting. I think it's really important. Uh, it's absolutely important when people rise up. And it's a beautiful thing. Also, yeah. Haiti also had... Uh, protests recently. Hong Kong. Yep. Yep. It's good. It, I mean, it's it's good. People want democracy. Yeah, yeah. People want to fight for those things that are important to them. And being out in the streets is probably the clearest or most direct representation yeah. of that desire and want. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. So, so that was just an interesting thing. To, you know what I mean? It's right there <clears> next to, you know, all the chaos. You know, Syria's right there. Turkey's right there. You know, there's a lot of shit going on over there. Yes. And actually, Lebanon used to be part of Syria. So, I mean, that was part of Syria that got taken away, you know, because it's, it's been, 
you know, before the English got it, after they took it away from uh, the Ottomans, I mean, the Ottomans had it for, you know, 400, 500 years. And before that, I believe the, the, the Roman Byzantines had it. So they haven't had self-rule in quite some time. Mm. So, interesting. So what about their oil? Or is that Syria? That's Syria. So, so it, 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 you know, Trump has come out recently saying that we're there, we're staying in that oil area, they protected the oil and all this stuff. Oil that's not ours, it's the Syrians. They're keeping it from the Syrians. Uh, they're giving it to basically a, a communist kind of group, which is kind of funny. A communist group? Yeah, the PKK, the, the Kurdish group there the, the, in that area, I think they're, they're Marxists. If I'm not mistaken, uh, and also, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm for backing the Kurds, but you know, as a, uh, I don't really know if backing communists is the best thing. You know, it doesn't tend to go well. Uh, so we're we're taking the oil basically. So we're going to have people that are permanently take take care of the oil. Uh, I don't know. It's just fucked up. You know, we've, we everybody's always said that we're we're there for the oil. And now Trump just admitted it. Lindsey Graham was saying something about it. Yep. So you know they're you know all the all the stuff they say is yeah we're we are there for the oil. We weren't there for the Kurds. We weren't there for anybody else. You know. Uh, so when when people get out of hand saying what we did to the Kurds, it's no different than what George Bush did to the Kurds. George Bush the first when he said told them to rise up against Saddam Hussein, and they they did, and he mowed them down with helicopters, and they did nothing after he, he talked him into revolting against him. So, you know, uh, then my friend from uh, Jordan was saying something else about, he goes, you know, people think that uh, this thing with Syria is what soiled the U.S.'s uh, reputation in the Middle East. He said, he said, backing up all these dictators, you know, you backed up, backed up Saddam Hussein, and then when you were done with him, you killed him. You know, we made Osama bin Laden, we killed him. You know, Al Baghdadi was in our prisons. You know, we and we backed ISIS and all that shit against the uh, against the Syrians, uh, and that's what that's you know we created them and then we killed him. Yeah, Baghdadi was in what prisons? Uh, he was he, well, he was in Al Abu Ghraib. He got arrested then, mm. and uh, you know that was the one that uh, Chelsea Manning said was the one doing the torturing. So. How do you think he got radicalized? Wait, Chelsea Manning was doing the torturing? No, Chelsea Manning's the one that released the stuff to, uh, about the torture at Abu Ghraib. That was what his her uh, wiki dump was about. Back uh, when WikiLeaks was doing good stuff. Yeah. Well, things that you agreed with. Just because you don't no, agree it with good. it doesn't mean it wasn't good. Well, now they're a puppet for Russia, so it's not... So you, so you think? I mean, no, there's records. <laughs> Of communications between the Russians and and Assange, uh -huh. but that's unrelated. So, so nobody's supposed to talk to, to anybody, huh? No, they can talk to anybody, but it's easy to see that they're puppets. They know just because you agree with somebody doesn't make you a puppet. No, I mean there there was coordination. Yeah. There's there's emails. Well, I, I like I said with that whole thing, you know, if the Democrats hadn't been you know a bunch of shady shits, that they would have had that shit to be used against them. You know. I mean, the Republicans are shady. Yeah. Also, and I'm sure they were hacked, but their emails were not released. Yeah. So, so, so their shady stuff is out there. The yeah. Republicans is not. Yeah, it will be. Hopefully. Well, not through WikiLeaks. Because <laughs> they have it, they're just not going to release it. Yeah, somebody will release it. Not WikiLeaks. So, but, but, but oil, let's, let's keep talking about this oil yeah. business. So, yeah, I mean, it's a... 
it's not a, it's, it's so what's in some, anybody that's an adult at this point, anybody that's been alive long enough to see, to have seen the beginning of the Iraq war, uh, or anybody who protested against the Iraq war, I'm sure you protested against oh, the Iraq yeah. war. I was there as well, several Definitely. of my friends. Right, exactly, because uh, we, we all knew that uh, the main reason why the Americans wanted having presence there, or rather the American government would have presence there in the Middle East, was to be able to take advantage of the oil reserves, oil resources in these countries. And uh, they always denied it, they always spoke against it, they always put <coughs> before the reasons of the WMDs or other, uh, or other causes like terrorism, uh, Al-Qaeda, as an excuse to put us in, in these countries setting up governments for no good reason, really no good reason. Mm. And now, like you said, now they're making it very public. Yeah, very public. And, uh, and if anything, we should use that as a reason to try to impeach this president. Also, yeah, yeah. See that 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 I can absolutely get behind. Oh man, I'd I'd, I'd sit there well, and watch have, popcorn. Yeah, you, you know, you, all you need is a bingo card for reasons to to impeach this dude, and you'll find a reason in the uh, last. Like two, I said, I could have found I could have found a lot on, on 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 the ones you like too. So, you know, that's fine too, man. So, but um, but there's, there's, the list for this dude is long. I, my list on Obama was pretty fucking long. Right. And then I'm, I'm sure it long. is. Giving guns to cartels Let's see, is a big one. What, what, is it, what, what, what does that have to do with what's currently going on? No, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, as you talk with Glee about this, you know, and how horrible he was, the people on the horrible left didn't he say. Is. Uh, is people didn't yeah. talk about how horrible it is, people, how horrible Obama is. People were still talking about what a glorious man he was when he gave guns to cartels and shit. That's the stuff that bothers me. And I think you guys should recognize he, it. He gave guns to cartels? Yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. All right, Fast and Furious. I mean, they, they gave guns to cartels, and supposedly they were tra- doing it to track the guns. So they, they're giving guns to cartels so they can track where these guns end up. That's horseshit. They gave them to the cartel if they wanted to win the fight. You know, they were arming a cartel, and that was the easiest way to say what they wanted. You know, they got the cartel that was going to work with them. The way they had the cartels... In the eighties, working with the CIA, you know, same thing, you know. And, you know that's that's out there. You know, they gave guns to cartels. Okay, so how how is how is Obama responsible for it? He, it was him who did it. Wait, he yeah. went to the border and gave them guns. It was his. It was his. It was his plan. It was. It was there. He, it wait, actually, wait, Bush wait. did it some too. Wait, it was Obama. literally Trump uh, Obama's plan. Yeah, so well, it was his. Fast and Furious his, by Obama. His administration. His administration did it. Just like his administration, I mean, he didn't actually go listen to the press, but he backed up uh, spying on the on the press, which is you know it's it's I think it's I think it's horrible. So I think yeah, yeah, speech. and I don't think you're going to hear anybody, whether on the left or right, applaud that. Well, I mean, everybody just seems to forget it. You know, you you listen to people talk about Obama, and you think they were who, talking about who, fucking Moses. Who, who's 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 doing that? Oh man, do you. I, I, I read I read a lot of news. I watch it on TV. I watch the mainstream media just to laugh at it. And they do, man. They they, they, they idolize Obama. They idolize Obama? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you think they, 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 they revere the man? They, I, I agree. They revere, they revere Obama. Absolutely. Yeah, they uh, revere somebody I, who gave guns to cartels. But I think it's very difficult to have who, an honest who look at... all those coups all over the world. It's, it's very difficult to say that Obama was a, a, the 100%... Uh, clean and everything that he did. I mean, I've criticized, I've protested against Obama yeah, yeah. myself. Yeah. So I think it's it's really hard to say that all Democrats, all progressives, all liberals see Obama <laughs> as 
the best, and and the, the nothing can compare to him. He was good compared to what we have now. He was great. I mean, I, he can speak in complete sentences. He can answer questions well, in so essay can, form. So can Bill Clinton. But look at that piece. Of right, but but I'm just talking about in or in in having representation in the world, mm -hmm. a person that can not only speak in complete sentences but speak in essay form. Like he can answer a question in four paragraphs with an introduction, a body, and a conclusion. I'd rather have somebody simple spoken that wasn't a liar. Like, I don't need an eloquent speaker. No, none, none like nobody we've had. That's for goddamn sure. And we have we had a president in Obama that was not only incredibly smart and well spoken, thoughtful and, and articulate, but highly educated. He was a constitutional lawyer. I mean, compared to what we have now, compared you wouldn't to know by the way he Clinton broke the Constitution, or Bush, the way he trampled the Fourth Amendment. On what are you, which, what are you speaking about? The the the, the spying. And yeah, yeah, either, absolutely. Either, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, and, and it's really easy to disagree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But then again, there's a lot of stuff that he did that you, or that anybody is a progressive or liberal, or even just an upstanding citizen could feel that, like, all right, this is on the level. Yeah. There's a lot, there's, a, there's definitely a lot of stuff to, to complain about when it comes to Obama, but there's also a lot of stuff that he did that was like, all right, this is good. This is legit. You want to use that Obama talk right there to segue into what he had to say about the woke culture? Sure, go ahead. No, I, I, what do you have to think about it? I mean, because, you know, I agreed with him. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll right. agree with him on, on some right. things. Yeah. He's right. Yeah, this... Uh, this do you want to give a recap of what it is that he said? I wish I, I wish I knew exactly what it was. No, he said something to the effect of people shouldn't be so quick to jump on people and shame them and things like that. He goes, that's, yeah. not, the, that's not really the way to, to deal with things. And, uh, you know, it's not a very adult way to say it. Uh, to deal with things, you know that that's him being, you know, like you said, he's a he's a much more well-spoken person. He's not he doesn't just say get in there and call people nasty and shit like yeah, Trump yeah. does and stupid shit like that. So it is nice that we can be well-spoken, but you know, and I'll agree with him when they're right. And I think he I think he was right about that. I was kind of surprised he said it, but no, I mean, I'm glad it's, he did. It's, it's the adult. It's it's a mature thing to do. Yeah. To do. I mean, he he's just you know. Um, as one, as one of the very few presidents that, that had very little scandals. You know, like personal during, scandals. Yeah. He had no personal scandals. During the entire time that he was president, married to the same woman, two kids, with no nothing really crazy. Nothing I don't think Bush had any. Nuts. Neither of the Bushes had personal scandals. Yeah, I, well, um, I think... Well, I guess they're talking about uh, two being on coke. Well, that was before Maybe he was one. president. Yeah. I mean, Obama did coke, too. Yeah. Maybe if Trump had done coke, he'd be a lot more chill. <laughs> yeah. Or probably the opposite of we, chill. Oh, jeez, can you imagine him coked up? <laughs> uh, no, please, no. Oh, man. Shit. Give him a Red Bull and see what happens. <laughs> Red Bull and coke. Oh, man. Oh, fuck, and some speed. Yeah, well, and, and Clinton was a, 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 a loved his coke, too, I heard back in the day. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. uh, doubt that. But what were we talking about? Oh, right, so, Obama. When he was a president and had no personal scandals, it was really, uh, I mean, it was really re incredibly refreshing to have that. Um, and now we have a president that, well, I'm not, we're getting off point. So um, my, what I was trying to say is that he had a very fatherly aura about him. And uh, that, and what he mentioned about how it's not activism to criticize somebody. It's not activism 
to be judgmental of other people. It's not activism to consider yourself woke because you, you spoke out against somebody's use of grammar or whatever. Yeah. Right? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's essentially what an older person would tell a younger person. Like, don't don't act a fool. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't don't think you're don't think you're better than anybody else because you're putting them now putting them down and think that you're on the right side of history. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And it is, and I think that's a lesson that we can all take. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That we can't, we can't think that... I learned some, that Obama can be cool on that one. Oh, yeah, dude, he's... Uh, I, I think that's one thing that we can always take from him. I mean, among uh, lots of other things. Yeah. So what's next on the list, then? All right, so videos of Obama giving daps to people. Wait, no, that's not a... That's not a, that's not a <laughs> Give daps? Oh, yeah, he did daps. He did that a lot, dude. Yeah, he high fives. Oh, I people. thought you were talking about taking a dab of weed. Oh, I mean, it's legal. He could do it in California. Yeah. yeah. President Obama, if you ever come down to California, we'd love for you to do some dabs. Hey, with us. come do the podcast. He did Mark Maron's podcast. He was in Highland. I remember that night. Yeah, yeah. I remember that night very clearly. Yeah. I was driving through Highland Park and oh, people. Sure. <laughs> and Secret Service uh, cars were still leaving. Remember, we were just driving around. Yeah. Yeah. Because he and he came out to Highland Park because he went to. I wasn't with that school. That's out here. Occidental College. Oh, yeah, yeah. For a minute. He was out there yeah. for a little bit. So he drove the same streets that we drove through. Yeah. All right. Um, the one place that he did go to that's fucking awesome is Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Oh, he did? Oh, man. Fucking place is awesome. Waffles. Dude, I fucking love waffles. Yeah, me too. Let's talk about waffles. Waffles and fried chicken, brother. <laughs> Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we sound how fucking healthy. I know. I know. So get your flu shot. Cal- California air. You're gonna you're gonna end up like a shit. Or oh, or and don't don't have wildfires around you. Yeah. All right, uh, uh, Dan Carlin. Let's talk about Dan Carlin. Yeah, Dan Carlin, the greatest podcaster of all time. Sweet Jesus. How long how long have you listened to Dan Carlin? Ah oh, man, I've listened to him since. Ah oh, man, fucking years, years and years. Uh, I mean, you know, he's Common Sense has been off the air for three years. Wow. Uh, almost four yeah three years uh, so I missed that podcast but it's hardcore history I've listened since I think I came in during the Punic Nightmare of the days somebody's around there a long time ago like episode 12 or something maybe 20 well I um for those of you who don't know Dan Carlin greatest hi- history podcast but also did a great great uh, political podcast called Common Sense and the reason he stopped doing it is he said in this world where Trump's president and stuff, he said he doesn't see any common sense, so he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have anything to talk about. And he feels like he would be repeating himself every week, and he don't want to do that to his fans. Something along that line. So we, before, we, before we try to convince Dan Carlin to bring, that, to, to bring common sense back, um, I heard about Dan Carlin at a wedding that I went to in Sonoma County up north. There's Lou, hey Lou, uh, at Lou's wedding, very windy day. But anyway, I just, our friend Shaq, who, who's a really smart engineer, uh, was talking about Dan Carlin. He did a great impression of, of Dan Carlin. <laughs> An impression which I can't, I can't do. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. when, Whenever he talks, he just talks like he's just talking, like he's reading something or reading off the top of his head. But when he does quotes, when he's quoting anybody from a book, he always has a very, very energetic, almost dramatic yeah, voice about it. Yeah, very dramatic. Right? Put a and, little echo on his voice. Right, right. And, uh, and uh, anyway, uh, Shaq was, 
uh, doing his impression. And I was like, who is this? This this Dan Carlin. Like I knew George Carlin, but I didn't know yeah, about yeah, Dan yeah. Carlin. So I decided to listen, and I was blown away by not only by like we were talking about like the meandering uh, path that he takes in telling a story, uh, just deep diving into different details of war, of history, of society, of yeah, culture, yeah. of ancient times, of times not so long ago. Um, but he's essentially trying to stick to one specific topic, but he'll take his three or four hour path to get there. Yeah, and it's a wonderful journey. Yes, and, and, and you're enthralled, and and you're you're focused on what he's talking about. And it's amazing. It's really and it's really a template, really, for what pod, history podcasts should be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where where I mean I don't want to put what we're doing down, but like we we're sort of improvising as we talk. We have an outline of what we want to talk about. But this man has everything written down in details. Yeah. He's got primary, secondary sources. I mean, it's, it's amazing the level of detail that he puts into these well, things. Well, what he does is he has stuff there, and as he's talking, he has stuff he can reference. But he does improvise them. Mm. Yeah, he, he's not, yeah, he, he's improvising. But yeah, you know, his, his political podcast, he's a left libertarian, too. And, uh, yeah, I've heard him talk about that. Yeah, so I, I uh, you know, I didn't know it when I first started listening to his history podcast. And then I started listening to that, and I was like, ah, oh, man, this dude, you know, he, uh, I, I loved him even more at that point. So, wait, wait, did you, did you know right away that he was left libertarian? No, I didn't. Well, when I, heard, I agreed with everything he said. And then later on, like a few podcasts later, he goes, you know, I'm, I'm a left libertarian. I said, I said, that's, that's what I look at myself as. You know, I've always seen myself as a left libertarian, you know, uh, more about the civil rights issues and stuff like that. That's anti-war stuff. Those things, mm-hmm. those are the things that mean a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, he's and, yeah, anti-war. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised because I remember when he said something about it on his history podcast, he had said, uh, you know, I do this other political podcast. He goes, but don't listen to it if you're one of those people who gets angry about politics. <laughs> he goes, I don't want you to get mad at me and not listen to this podcast anymore. And I said, oh, no, that, that, that could be me because if, if I turned on and he was like, Touting the his love of Reagan and Bush, I knew I got bad. Yeah, you know. And finally, one day, I finally turned it on because my friend had told me about it. Another libertarian back home about his history podcast, and uh, I got to listen to it and found out he was a libertarian too. And I was like, "Oh man, I love I love this dude. Mm. Fucking glorious." And I missed that podcast. I wish he'd bring it back. So bring it back then. Yeah, bring it back. But uh, uh, at least at least tell us about it once in a while. You know, like, uh, uh, listen to Common Sense, I really was trying to peg uh, his political stance. Uh-huh. I really was trying to figure out, okay, um, I would hear everyone small him saying very liberal things, you know, like, okay, he's definitely on the left. And then every once in a while he would say something that was definitely on the right. I'm like, that's that's strange. Where does he stand on all these things? And remember, and at some point he did say, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a libertarian, but on the left side of things... And, and I had to, like, whoa, I, that's, this is really novel, this is new. I, I hadn't, had, had not heard that from anybody <laughs> at that point. But, um, now look at you. Yes. You're stuck in a room with one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> despite the libertarianism. Or in, in spite of. Or maybe, maybe because of it. Yeah. To try to bring the light into the, into the room. Yeah, the libertarians <laughs> would carry, carry the light, brother. Light if you don't have any history with Dan Carlin, if you haven't listened to Dan Carlin, I mean, we're not getting paid to, to promote him. We're, nah. just, we're just fans. Yeah. Um, I would suggest listening to 
uh, I think it's a four-part series on on Genghis Khan. Ah, oh, yeah. That I've listened to that two or three times. That's <laughs> great. And I always hear something new. Yeah. And, and just the way he like he starts talking about Hitler for the first hour. Remember? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he talks about uh, uh, how are people gonna look at him? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Yeah. And at first, you're like, wait, did I click on the right thing? Because this is nothing <laughs> to do with Genghis Khan. Yeah. And for an hour, he's talking about Hitler. My favorite is the Pewdie Nightmare, talking about the uh, World War with Carthage. Mm. Glorious. Glorious. Well, either that or the one on the Eastern Front. Yes. Yeah, the one on the Eastern Front of World War II, uh, the, the Russians and the Nazis. Yes. Episode one has the most powerful, I won't talk about what it was, but the most powerful intro to anything I'd ever heard. Talking about uh, unnatural monuments. Mm. It's talking about a battlefield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, glorious. Yeah. Horrifying to think about, though. Yes. Horrifying. Um, you know what? That's... I have not gone back and listened to that. That's it's such a good one, man. No, but I, it's too vivid. It's like what he talks about is incredibly graphic. It's very graphic. But he's not profane. He doesn't use vulgarity. No, he does. Yes. But, I mean, rather, um, he does it in the way that he's not beating you up over the head with the gore. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's telling you what happened. He's been clear and direct about it, but he's not, let's say, uh, glamorizing it or glorifying it uh -huh. in any sense or, or, or making it bigger than what it is. Yeah. But you can't get away from it. Yeah. You can't get away from it. Like, he's just telling you what it is. And he said himself that he does enjoy talking about gore and, yeah, yeah. and torture and things like that. He's yeah. got a, a fascination for it. The dark side. Yeah, yeah. He's an old punk. Mm hmm. It, I would not yeah. discount that. Yeah, he, he loves like the Dead Kennedys and all that stuff. That's that's his music. He grew up in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he talks about that. Yeah. He he knows about Rodney on the Rock. If you're yeah, like, yeah. if you're from LA, you know about Rodney on the Rock. Um then you'll know what he's talking about. But yeah, like he's he's got crazy stories about Rodney on the Rock too. Yeah. Rodney Bingenheimer is <laughs> Rodney Bingenheimer. Bingenheimer. Rest in peace, Ronnie. We're, I don't know if he's alive or dead. I don't either. All right. But yeah, Dan Carlin, dude, please, if you're thinking about it, if you have any doubt, any, if you've been thinking about maybe doing Common Sense again in the future, you should. You should. Yeah, at least throw us a bone. Yeah, at least one episode. That should be the name of this. Throw us a bone, Dan. I mean, I mean, if you want to start off your episode talking about the stupid shit that Trump says, I think that'd be great. That's where we're going next, right? And that's a good segue to that. Thank you, Sean, yes. for bringing that up. Yes. Okay, so here we go. What's your new favorite? Oh, man. Okay, here we go. I'll play a clip. Canine, as they call. I call it a dog. There you go. <laughs> One more time. Just to pin down the timing a little bit. Here we go. You got back to the White House around 4.30 yesterday afternoon. Did you immediately go to the situation? Well, I knew all about this for three days. Yeah, we, we thought for three days this is what was going to happen. It was actually, look, nobody was even hurt. Our canine, as they call, I call it a dog. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what do you think he calls a cat? A canine. Yeah, I think he calls it a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so first they asked him about when he got back to the White House, and then he starts talking about a dog. <laughs> what the fuck does he have a dog I don't know I can't trust any man without a dog no actually no I don't know no, yeah so you don't have a dog I don't have a dog but you know why I don't have a dog My, okay so maybe other people can agree with me on this like I, I'm I'm not home for like 10-12 hours at a time and I don't I don't think it'd be right to leave a dog all by him or herself 
for that long. I don't think it'd be cool. You know why I don't have a dog? Tell me why. Because I'd step in its shit, and then I'd be mad as a motherfucker. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. But your cats are, are pretty, are they pretty good. They go in the box. Good cat? Hey, that's a good cat. Unless they're really mad, then they might shit in front of the refrigerator. Oof. So do you have to like watch your step every time you go to the refrigerator? To the nah, fridge? they've only done it once. Oh, okay, good, man. That's or maybe twice, right? Once. Once. Hey, man, that's pretty good. Yeah. When we went on vacation and came back. All right. mad. So we're we're pretty we're getting, pro, getting pretty close to the end. So I just want to give a, a tip of the cap, my Dodge, my Dodgers baseball cap to the Washington Nationals for having won the World Series. So the Dodgers have lost the last to the person who won their last three World Series. Whatever, man. Whatever. We'll get them. Don't worry. Yeah. As long as we beat the Giants, I think we're okay. <laughs> no, that's that's the, my my consolation. Yeah. Um, but also a shout out to to the Nationals and to the Washington Nationals fans. Because during Game Five, uh, Sunday night, Trump showed up, stood up, heard his heard his name, saw his face in the jumbotron, and he heard the wild, resounding, booming, boos from thousands and of people, and lock him up, lock him up. Good. And if you if you've been on the internet and you've seen the gifs of him reacting, you see his face from go from a smile to a frown. I quickly, you see the disappointment wash over his face, and and his orange face, and the rest of his body. Like you feel, you see him being deflated. Now I'm not rejoicing in another person's pain. Yeah, you are. Uh, I no, I am, I am. I am more than happy to see him being out of the bubble, to see him not being uh, feeling like he's always adored wherever he goes, feeling yeah. that he's always that the, the people all around him see him as the best president ever. So he was able, finally able to see what the public really thinks about him. But then again, he was in Washington, D.C., uh, where only 4% of the people uh, that live there voted for him. Yeah. Which is probably a dumb move. He shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Yeah, he should have thought that better. Yeah. But that's like expecting the sun to not shine. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. Yeah. Well. Any closing comments? Uh, but, Ooh. That's yeah, a good comment. No, uh, you, I guess... Uh, you know, follow us, rate us, and comment. And uh, I have the information. Oh yes, you this say time it? I'm I'm prepped. All right. Yes, prepped. All right. Like so on that. Twitter, uh, get us at at Matt Sean Osborne on Twitter. Uh, I've spelled it out many times before, so hopefully you won't need it. Um, on Facebook, it's this might make you mad. Um, all separate words. On Instagram, it's this might make you mad, but with dashes in between the words. Uh, you can reach us through v, uh, through Gmail at pnlpodcast. Those are the three letters, P, letter N, letter L, podcast, at gmail.com. Indeed. So please follow us, rate us, comment, and all that good shit. And, uh, you know, let us know what you think. If you got any good ideas. We're going to try to start adding some segments and stuff in here and have some different, uh, different things so we're not just shooting the shit. So we might have some stuff coming up in the future. So we will see you next time, and thank you for listening. Peace.